Hello, and welcome back to the My Entertainment World podcast. We're here with a cinema edition of the podcast today, and um, I'm Kelly Bedard, your managing editor and regular host, and I'm joined today by Martin Chidoric, who is one of our staff writers and our comic book reviewer. So we are here to discuss the Logan trailer that was released a while back for this new X-Men movie that we're all really excited about. It looks really cool. So I recruited Marty to come talk to me about it and get his thoughts on where he thinks the franchise is going. So that interview is coming up next. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll see you on the other side. Logan, what did you do? So Kelly, I am curious to get your thoughts on the trailer for Logan, the new movie in the X-Men franchise with uh, Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, continuing their roles from the X-Men franchise. Uh, But I feel like this movie, just based on this trailer, as soon as I saw this trailer, I was curious about your opinion on it specifically, because I know you've seen the other movies in the series. And I feel like this trailer is such, it, it, it's, it suggests a turning point in the types of comic book movies we've been seeing. Uh, and I know you've been like you've seen the Avengers movies. We've talked about them, obviously off mic. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this trailer. Yeah, well, I actually. So it's funny. I've seen all of the X Men movies, the sort of like classic X Men movies, the team up movies, uh, the original trilogy, and then the Days of Future Past. All of those. I haven't liked any of those, but I loved. I loved the original trilogy. Interesting. Um, yeah, X Two was like a really important moment in my life. We went for my birthday. Like a twenty twenty people of us went after school for my birthday to see X Two. Um, I haven't seen any. I don't think. Of the no, I saw the first one, but the standalone Wolverine movies mm-hmm. are I am less familiar with in general. Um, I will say I'm more interested in Logan from the looks of it, just because it seems to be very character based, very focused, and I really am drawn to superhero movies that are rooted in reality, that are very based on human emotion, and I mean. Obviously, there's some super heroics going on, but there's that sort of believability to it and a groundedness that looks really promising, I think, with Logan. And I think it's interesting, too, because, I mean, I generally am not a huge fan of Wolverine as a character. Really? Lo- Logan's Wolverine. I'm more of a fan. I mean, I wrote I wrote a review of the all-new Wolverine series now, um, which is which has continued since then. Uh and I, I like where it's going. And I really like the look of this trailer in particular because I know, I mean, you're a TV person and a cinema person. Uh, I like it because it suggests that comic books, I mean, in general, but like comic books are a uh, medium and not a genre. And so this is a comic book movie for me is the first to be like, all right, like superheroes for movies are a genre that can be done in a way that's different from the X-Men movies or the Avengers movies. Uh, and, you know, I, I, there, obvi- there have been some examples of this with things like Unbreakable, which is technically a superhero movie, but it's a very different type of superhero movie. And I really like the idea that Logan is taking 
Wolverine, this Marvel superhero, and finally uh, suggesting that the the film is going to have the kind of narrative richness that comic books have with these characters, but has been so trimmed off for the sake of the iconic recognizability. You know, there are so many of these movies where it's like, okay, it's a Superman movie, and what can we do differently with it? It's like, okay, we all know the suit, and now we're going to make, like, the gritty reboot, right? (laughs) And I feel like so often that's the way that people, that's the way that Hollywood chooses to go. Whereas this technically could be seen as like a gritty Wolverine movie, but it's gritty in like a real way as opposed to just an aesthetic of, okay, we're going to make like sludge. Yeah. We're going to make everything dark and take out all the saturation and it's going to become like, Oh, now he, now you're going to take him seriously. Cause he doesn't, you know, he's not in a yellow and black spandex suit. It's like, no, like these are the whole purpose of comic books is to be this allegorical, avenue to tell real stories uh and this is the first time i think that a movie is going to take the mythology of a comic book character uh of a comic book franchise like the x-men and make it into oh right here's a thing you can refer back to i mean you don't see the claws until like three quarters of the way through the trailer it's glorious because you're like there's so much more to logan than claws and you know healing factor and i mean this obviously makes an allusion to the comic book narrative now where he's been losing his healing factor and he he's dead in the comics wolverine is dead i mean there is like the old man logan character which i don't want to get into but like i don't like logan i'm so excited about the fact that you look up the imdb page and the young woman who's referenced in the trailer is credited as laura which would suggest Laura Kinney, who is X-23, who is the all-new Wolverine in the comic books. So, like, the little girl is the clone of Logan, who is the far more interesting character because she's, like, fighting to me. To me. I'm all... Sorry, I had no idea. Right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. And I think that there's they've layered in so many interesting things where it's like, this is still going to have all those inside references for comic book geeks. And I'm sure there's a hundred videos on YouTube now where people go, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. And they're, you know, referring to stuff that like I'm not familiar with because I don't know the Logan story that well. But I feel like they are they are setting the stage for really interesting superhero movies well you know what i thought i think is interesting about the x-men franchise i when they originally did the very first wolverine spin-off episode basically because right. movies have become television right um it seemed to me they were they were what was it called exactly it was like well x-men wolverine or x-men colon wolverine or something like that, that. So I thought the original plan, it seemed to me that it was going, they were going to make a whole series of films called X-Men colon character. And right. it's just going to be solo adventures. And then what seemed to happen was they, they seemed to decide that the only character in the X-Men film universe that anybody cared about was Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. And we're on what the fourth standalone movie of Wolverine and I guess Daredevil, or not Daredevil, um, Deadpool, Deadpool technically yeah. exists, but we didn't get anybody else's story in a standalone. And I think in terms of like universe expansion, that's what's kind of cool about the X-Men is that they are all these 
interesting individuals who come together as a team, almost like a reverse reverse version of the Avengers or Justice League, where we start with the team up and then we zoom in, as opposed to starting in separate places and bringing people together in sort of like a epic climax thing. And I think in a funny way, because I mean, you're you're you referenced there uh, the fact that they started making these X-Men movies and they went, oh, Wolverine. Wolverine's great. Like, The Simpsons started and it was all about Bart. Right. And then somewhere along the lines they went, oh, no, wait, actually Homer is far more interesting. Uh, I feel like they did that with the X-Men movies and even uh, Days of Future Past where Wolverine goes back in time to, like, fix the present. <laughs> In the comics, it's Kitty Pride that goes back. It's the Ellen Page character who yeah, goes back. But then they cast Ellen Page, who is a cardboard cutout of a person. Well, I, I'm going <laughs> to respectfully disagree with that, but just say that they made it a movie about a bunch of white dudes as opposed to an interesting storyline that they could have done with a female character. Uh, and I mean, I think that in a weird way, this is writing the ship where you're kind of like, no, let's actually say what makes Wolverine interesting as opposed to just saying, let's put everything on him because people like him. It's a it's a kind of like, it's a bit of a course correction. And I like the look of the trailer because it suggests his limits. Uh, and as much as it is yet another movie about Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a more interesting story than the just making him the the shining white knight so but mentioning days of future past it, that's the one that you point to really as the the movie that indicated that the x-pen franchise is not that necessarily interested in franchise continuity and that sort of thing like nothing really makes all that much sense if you try and sort of chart out on a whiteboard when and where things happen and how old people are and all that sort of thing throughout the franchise, nothing makes that much sense. All that said, I'm still going to ask you, where does this fall on the timeline of the story we've been watching since, what was it, 2000, 2002, the, the original one came out? Well, I feel like they've retconned so many things, which in a funny way is like on brand for the X-Men because so many things get like, okay, it's the eighties. Let's, let's say that Jean Grey isn't dead again. And then it's the nineties. Let's figure out a way. And like now I'm reading a series, uh, all new X-Men where what happened was they actually took the original X-Men from the sixties and brought them into the present day. So we're living in a world where there's a modern day Cyclops who is an adult and a modern day Cyclops who is the teenager who was brought from the sixties. Um, which I love because everybody's all golly gee, but they're also dealing with the real world uh, as we know it today. Uh, the movie, as I understand Logan, uh, is following from the events of X-Men Apocalypse. So it is still in that timeline. Uh, they haven't broken it out completely, but in a weird way, I think it's going to be a glorious standalone. Like to me from the trailer, it looks like you could very easily... Uh, say it's like a, uh, Never Say Never Again, the the James Bond movie, which was the remake of Thunderball. That's not a real James Bond Which movie. is not a real James Bond movie, but in a weird way, like they call him, I think they call him like 007 at one point, <laughs> and it's Sean Connery. Just call know, him Jimmy. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Jimmy Bondy, like in the... Um, like a slightly off version. Like of in the, the Herbie movies, yeah. Uh, no, it's... Uh, 
I, I, I hope, I hope it exists as a standalone. Uh, and I hope that it doesn't feel like any of the super movie, superhero movies that we've seen just because I, it just, the trailer is so beautiful. Like that moment where the three of them are sitting around the table and you've got a Wolverine who doesn't heal, uh, professor X who has like dementia or Alzheimer's or something going on and a young Laura Kinney. And it's just like a weird generational, like this dude who finds out he has a daughter and he's become the legal guardian and he's got this old neighbor and they go on like a road trip and they find themselves and it's a generational sort of, you know, but it's like at the same time, oh, by the way, you know, this guy has metal claws that come out of his hands. This guy can control things with his mind. And, you know, the girl is the the younger, better version of the guy with the claws. Like... It's it's so, and then the fact that they said it to the the Johnny Cash hurt the <laughs> the Trent Reznor cover, which is now like even Trent Reznor said it's you know the cover has superseded the the original version of that song. It's just the feels. It hits you in the feels in a way that you don't get from superhero movies. Now, I wouldn't expect them necessarily to list this on the IMDb page, but from what we can see in the trailer and on the IMDb page, have we met other than uh, Professor X and Wolverine slash Logan? Have have we met any of these people before? Am I supposed to know who, say, for example, Stephen Merchant's Caliban is? I, again, I do not, I'm a, bad person to ask i'm sure there's somebody <laughs> listening to this who is screaming and saying what caliban's in this <laughs> i do not i do not know um at a glance who these other characters are uh my awareness of the the logan stories are is kind of peripheral um but yeah i do, i don't know i'm sure i'm sure there are going to be more nuggets than the ones i was able to identify well, suffice it to say from my Hello Ladies Love and my Shakespeare nerddom, if Caliban Lets Me Down, played by Stephen Merchant, <laughs> I swear to God, X-Men, never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> I do not believe there will be Mooncalf references, uh, uh, unfortunately. Man. There will be no magic books, as far as man. I know. Patrick Stewart, there's just, come on. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. No, I, I just, I think, I think the closest, the closest we'll get to uh, a retread is that that thing that looks almost like a rusty cerebro in the desert. That just, it's so, it's so bleak and beautiful. I'm so stoked for this movie. So you've mentioned because you're reading the new comic book series mm. that you know who this Laura girl is yeah. based on the fact that they do list the name Laura on IMDb. And that you're just sort of putting those pieces together. Do mm -hmm. you think uh, that we should go back to the beginning of this podcast and put a big spoiler warning on the front? Do you think that's going to be a big twist in the movie? Or is that upfront part of the plot? This is who this is. Okay. They say in the trailer, she's like you. She's a lot like you. Laura Kinney, X-23, is a clone of Wolverine. So I think it's pretty common knowledge she is different enough. Uh, in the comic books, she has two claws to Wolverine's three in each hand. She also has foot claws, unlike him. Um, I think when you say, when you have Professor X telling Wolverine, she's like you, she's a lot like you, 
and her name is listed as Laura, I don't feel like that's a spoiler. I think yeah. that's like, oh gosh. Like they're gonna they're it's, gonna inform the rest of us by the end of Act One. Yeah. If you don't know anything about X Men, you're still gonna be on on the same page with everyone. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like there's a lot of things that there's a lot of interesting visuals uh in the trailer that are are more mysterious, I think, than um the particulars of that. So what of those visuals has you really intrigued? I mean, there's that thing at the end where something appears to be stabbing down towards Logan, which is all like suggests is are those maybe Laura's claws? I'd have to watch it again. Like I'm I'm kind of going I haven't watched it as recently as you have. <laughs> which was I'm thirty just... seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> um no, there's that. I don't know who the dude is with, you know, presumably... The Boyd Holbrook character? I, Donald Pierce? Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Um, I mean, there's that weird masked figure with the sunglasses. Uh, I mean, they, they, the, the trailer talks about the, the, the mutants are gone, which is like, that's... I wonder what's up with that. Uh, but I also wonder if we're going to see some other mutants show up, whether sunglasses dude is a mutant, um, the way, you know, the way in Deadpool that the main antagonist was a mutant, um, created the same way that Deadpool was according to that cinematic mythology. Uh, but yeah, no, I wonder if we're going to have some other mutants come out of the woodwork to sort of support this storyline, to kind of create, you know, maybe they all went underground. I don't know what the narrative of this, I don't think this is based on a comic. Like maybe there was a one shot at some point that this is based on that I'm just not aware of. Uh, but I, I just get the sense that it's a unique, uh, a unique property. Um, and even though we have gotten almost every X-Men movie has focused very heavily on Wolverine um, and left James Franco, in a, or not James Franco, James Marsden in a corner by himself. <laughs> That's just um, Cyclops. <laughs> Cyclops is notoriously. We, the, the most recent one we have gotten, X, uh, X-Men Apocalypse, didn't focus on Wolverine. In fact, he only made one very brief cameo showed up he was locked up in a facility escapes has like one line of dialogue and runs off i who don't know anything about the x-men except for what the movies show me had no idea where he was how he got there where he was going from here do you have that information or do you think the new movie is going to explain that to us i have not seen apocalypse (gasps) it's crazy they go to auschwitz and like destroy it's oh my god yeah. You should see what Olivia Munn wears to Auschwitz. It's it's quite the scandal. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing. I feel like uh all of those movies, I mean the the Brian Singer trilogy uh and like these uh sort of prequel-ish trilogies, they've all I feel like they've all introduced so many of the characters from the X-Men franchise. And it is, the X-Men are Legion. Uh, I hope that this doesn't connect directly. Maybe one line, excuse me, uh, reference to that. But I, like, I, I don't want it to be another movie with, okay, and here's another mutant, and here's another mutant. Like, I get the idea. I hope that there's just maybe some to support the, the story at large, but, this would be it would be great if this was just 
I mean, uh, Patrick Stewart has said this is going to be the last movie that he does uh, as Professor X. There are going to be no more Patrick Stewart. I mean, James McAvoy is doing an okay job. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's he's done. I feel like um, Hugh Jackman's lovely, but I think he's getting old uh, for <laughs> no. this. Well, that's he the thing. I mean, the character age. doesn't age, right? The character <laughs> doesn't, so... Um, yeah, if you go back and watch that original movie now, it is quite startling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, and this one, this upcoming movie is like the Wolverine before it, directed by James Mangold. Who, if we take a look at that guy's filmography, this is a fascinating smorgasbord of <laughs> information here. We've got Copland, which is amazing. Kate and Leopold, which is amazing, but in a different way, maybe. Um, 310 to Yuma, The Atrocity with Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise that was called Night and Day, Night spelt with a K. Um, and interestingly, to go off the music choices in Logan, Walk the Line. Do we have any thoughts of what we think stylistically he could be bringing to this that might be a little bit different from the franchise as a whole? I mean, you know, this is also as, you know, you're... I, I have the benefit of also looking at this elaborate list. <laughs> Dude directed Girl Interrupted, which <laughs> I feel like is, you know, it, it won awards, but I think it's been long enough now that it's a, off a lot of people's radars. And I mean, that was a solid ensemble. It dug into stuff that you really hadn't seen that um, – uncensoredly put in films like there was a lot of mental health stuff and like women's issues and stuff so i feel like you know there might be some really sensitive approaches to aging and the next you know generation and responsibility like that stuff that stuff comes up in the trailer in really beautiful ways like whoever cut that trailer like, that's some primo work. I feel like it's one of my favorite trailers that I've seen in a long time. Just that whole, you know, somebody will come along and somebody has. Like, it's a bit of a cliche, but at the same time, it's like, you're friggin' superheroes and you're, like, shirking. And, I mean, that's always sort of been Wolverine's bag. But it just, I feel like it's it, it's some serious subject matter. And I think it might it might be, you know, a really good superhero movie where superhero just happens to be the context for an otherwise good movie. Which would be really great because we do have this weird uh, landscape now where your movie either costs a million dollars or it costs a hundred million dollars. And we don't have that sort of personal drama, but made by a studio with a big Hollywood star that 50 million, a hundred million or $50 million movie doesn't exist anymore. Um, and it'd be really cool to, I mean, this is obviously not a $50 million movie. It's more than that, but it would be cool to see, uh, sort of the, something open the door to creating just sort of well-made strong drama films that aren't necessarily, they don't have to be tied to a franchise. They don't have to be the 17th installment of something. The title doesn't have to have a ton of punctuation. You know, this isn't, um, Marvel's Avengers Affinity War colon Infinity Stone comma part two. This is just Logan and it can be, yes, it can exist in this sort of genre world. That's how we're getting people to pay for the tickets. Um, but at the heart of it, it could be 
not necessarily just a movie about Wolverine and Professor X so much as, as the trailer points out, again, you don't see his claws until three quarters of the way through, you're introduced to two people named Logan and Charles. Not Professor X and Wolverine, but Logan and Charles. Flip that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, which is something that I think is really interesting. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, if you if you didn't know all the other stuff, you think, is this like one of those fan-made movies <laughs> where they kick-started a bunch of money and were able to, like, get Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and, again, you know, sidestepped the intellectual property and kind of, like, and it just, it has that feeling to it. And so I hope I hope it does that that legacy of interesting, you know, one-shot comic book sideline stories justice. Well, and it is interesting, too, because we seem to be jumping really pretty far into the future to see the X-Men have been abolished somehow. I'm wondering it, how much we are going to flash back to explain that. I'm kind of hoping that we just jump straight in and don't really care about what happened in Same. the past. Same. Because um, that'll also open the doors for them to fill in that history with other movies if they really need to. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up is you talk about how amazing the trailer is. That poster is what I can't get enough of. It has zero explanation. It doesn't say X-Men anywhere on it. It's just a very simple shot of his hand with the claws coming out and a child's hand, which until we saw the trailer, we didn't know who that was or why on earth a child was being allowed near Wolverine. Um, just holding his hand, it just says Logan, March third. I'm pretty sure that's an homage to a comic book cover uh, of one of the X Men Origins Wolverine comics. Uh, but it's kind of funny because now I cannot unsee somebody on Tumblr or somewhere <laughs> made it into uh, Deadpool with like his tiny baby regenerating hand <laughs> holding on to Wolverines because oh, there's so much no. there's so much shipping that goes on. But uh, no, I agree. It's such a it's such a striking image and not and that's the thing. Like it's not one of super powered domination. It's not one of a huge cast of stars that are all mutants and superheroes or supervillains it is a beautiful looks like a touching story between a younger person and an older person uh and then you know obviously the suggestion of the the patrick stewart as the as the sort of third in this in this sweet generational drama that just happens to be a bunch of superheroes. It's worth noting that the poster doesn't use Hugh Jackman's name or face to try and sell the movie. Mm -hmm. It's literally just Logan. Yeah. It's very cool. And I think the claws are iconic, right? I mean, yeah, it's hard to miss them. So yeah, so but it's but it suggests that it's not gonna be not gonna be another slick yeah. uh, slick endeavor. So those are all my thoughts on the upcoming movie, what we know of it so far. Do you have anything you want to add about Logan and where we are sort of with the X-Men franchise? I mean, I hope I hope it, up, it opens up the door for a bunch of other stories like this where the superhero and mutant narratives become secondary and the whole point of the comics of being in this weird place of I'm not like everybody else uh, 
and uh, you know that whole X Men are built on you know defending a world that you know hates them kind of thing. Uh, I totally screwed that up. I know there's a more slick way that they've you know <laughs> if there's if there's basically a phrase just like with great power comes great responsibility about the X Men, and I've totally flubbed it. Uh, so I apologize to anyone listening who who cares about that. Um, but I think that yeah, there are so many stories in that that don't just have to be pew pew, um, you know, CGI stuff that can literally just be like, oh my gosh, I can now walk through walls and this is a problem for me in my daily life because I'm still trying to be, I'm still trying to live a life. Well, that's why I loved that original trilogy so much because the things I think of, I think of two things specifically from the original trilogy. One was Rogue having to sort of give up any sort of romantic interest because she was hurting people. Um, and the second thing is that scene, that amazing coming out scene with Iceman and his parents in the cup of tea. I will never forget that image when he froze the cup of tea in front of his parents. And it was this sort of big, I mean, now it seems quite obvious. We've, you know, we're 15 years past this, but at the time it was this beautiful allegory for coming out and this idea of being an other and what's that, what that's like for a teenager, and it was one of the most beautiful images, and it was a way that they used the sort of superhero context to really talk about the human beings underneath it. And I think that's what's important about the X-Men. And that is what, when the movies are at their best, what they do well. So hopefully Logan really is focused on that sort of character storytelling and his emotional arc. Here, here. All right, so that's this that that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, be sure to keep up with the website myentertainmentworld.ca. We've got new stuff going up all the time there. Uh, catch the podcast on iTunes. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at myentworld. Marty, do you want to plug your Twitter? Uh, yeah, it's at mchodorek. M C H O D O R E K. Uh, and I think people should also. I don't know if you said this, but <laughs> this should be part of your thing at the end where. You are on Patreon, and content like this is not, is not uh, you know, people shouldn't be used to getting quality content like this <laughs> fine conversation we've had. You know, honestly, a dollar a month goes a long way. Yeah, well, our Patreon, we use it specifically to help pay our writers. We do 90% of what comes in. 10% of it goes to keeping up the website, but 90% is all divided between the writers and podcast makers who help keep the site alive, but also just create the content that you're enjoying. So it does go directly to them. So any help that you can give us would be amazing and keep the site running. Yeah. So that's patreon.com slash myentworld. All right, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you guys later. Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants.